right, all right. Okay, hey, you guys, we're back with another episode of a No Problem, No Father, No Problem. I haven't even been drinking yet. I can't even say the name. Um, I'm here with a, a good friend of mine, um, a good friend of ours from the bar. I think that's where you meet a lot of good people, man, because they have a lot in common with you. I got uh, Eduardo. Eduardo, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien, muy bien, Chinook. Thank you for having me in your, your lovely home, bro. Oh, hey, mi casa is uh, your casa. I've been here before, and I, and, I, and I felt that way. ¿No llegó el correo for me? Eh, ¿Crees que sí llegó? ¿Llegó una, no, ¿El bill? <laughs> llegó una tarjeta de crédito que no has pagado por seis meses. <laughs> and that's why I came to your house, right? Si vos me lo mandaste aquí para responderte un poquito. Right? You know what? You, you, make, you say that... Um, you say that as a joke, but uh, at our office, when we, you know, we, I work for a big company, yes. but we used to have a small office up in Glendora, and we would get the mail, right? Yes. The mailman come in, and he would just open our door and hand it to us, or whoever right. was by the door would get it. We grab the mail, a good size stack, and we look through it, and we're like, hey man, uh, so and so is getting credit card bills here, and, and unless the, the credit cards that yes. they would hide from their partner, from their spouse. Oh, to okay. do their chingaderas, ah, and I was like, "Oh, so okay. you could always look at the credit card, like cheating, cheating, cheating." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could see all these uh, 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 expenditures. Uh, Las weekend, uh, weekend in Las Vegas. Yeah, like that. Trip. So you, you <laughs> say the joke, but I just rang about it. Yeah. That stuff does happen. All right, you guys, get back, back, back to uh, uh, Eduardo. Um, a good friend of mine. We've done a lot of drinking the stinking crawfish. I've been trying to get him on. I, I want to say for. About a year, you we were gonna we had you scheduled one day, right? Right. You got sick on us. I did. Got yeah. this uh, massive, massive flu, and we'll get into that later. But yes, I took me out for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we were scheduled, and then as time went on, you were busy. Oh, you're, oh, you're my surgery, a, my surgery. That yeah, was the other one. yeah, that's yep. the one. Yep, I had a surgery, so it's it, so over a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been trying to get you off for over a year, and then once once uh, you were available, we. Uh, uh, you're always traveling. Yeah, right. uh, you. We have like a small window, like Friday night uh, till like Sunday afternoon to. to yeah. About. Yeah. yeah, but now with the pandemic and everything. Yeah. I'm home, man. So. Oh, all right. You know, I work from home, but now no travel, so I'm here. Okay. I'm at your uh, disposal, brother. Uh, hey, hey, uh, <laughs> how's that going? You know, because uh, um, uh. People who are married, married couples, and all of a sudden they got to spend more time together. What is what does that taught you about your relationship? Wow, you know. But a... let me say, I can see you remodeled the outside of the house, so you've been spending a lot of time outside. I've been, I've been spending, yeah, a little, a little more time at home. So you know, it's an interesting question because I travel four days out of a seven-day work week. Yes. Because work week for me could be Saturday and Sunday. Uh huh. But you know, what's interesting is that. This is the first time as of the, I'm going to say May, no, I, Mar, I'm sorry, March 9th, that week of this year, mm -hmm. that I came home because I traveled uh, all of uh, January and February, and then that week was the week that the pandemic was, you know, official. Yes. And I've been, I've been here since then. I've, I've only done maybe one road trip. To Bakersfield, got up early, went there, took care of business, headed home, back by five. So okay. no, no travel, no airports, no countries, no other, uh, uh, you know, places other than just home. So okay. it, it, it's been different. I got to deal with my son Julian, my wife Monica, and you know, as much as I love him, but sometimes, boy, do I hate him. Yeah. Especially my son, he drives me nuts because 
Well, we'll get into that later. That whole distance, you know, uh, learning and all that. I yes. don't know. Is it working for your for you? It's not working for us because the guy's not doing his work. But, um, but you know, it's been tough. But it's also been good because it's made it, it's it's made us uh, made me realize how important my family is and 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 you know, it's really given me a moment to reflect and become a better person and try to be a little more patient, mm-hmm. you know, with them and. Patience uh, is difficult, so it's 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 a work in progress. Yes, sir, I I agree. I, I went through the same things where, you know, every Friday we were at the Stick and Crawfish, or or every other Friday because that was Angel's schedule, right? Right. Well, wait a minute. For there. a while, it was just we were there every Friday. Yeah. Angel was there the, every other. Yes, Friday. every every yeah, yeah, Friday, yeah. and then they, they start closing these places down. Yeah. And I, now I don't have anywhere to go. Right. You know, I don't have anywhere to go, and, and, and it was rough on me. I mean, it, it got to a point to where I was like borderline anxiety because I couldn't go anywhere. I'm going to drink a beer at home. It just didn't feel right. It was like, you know, right, I, right. I, don't, I don't got this oasis at my place, you know. So, uh. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, it was rough. So a lot of people learned a lot of different things with this quarantine, you yes. know. Yes. You know, yeah. Very true. Yeah. Very true. You know what? And, and like always, uh, where did we start? Where did this question? How did we even get to this question? Well, yeah, we just we, we you see we ramble on and we don't even know we don't even know where we get. We kind of just jumped into it. Right? Yeah, 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 we we, we did. Yeah. Um, Eduardo, um, well, let's talk about current events. You know, uh, I would say these are very interesting times to live in. You know, because there's a lot going on. You know, true. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna say this is our Vietnam, but this is pretty 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 bad for what we're used to because you and I live outside of the city pretty far out yes there's a lot of things that we don't see that we that we're a part of we don't see a lot of stuff that's going on in the LA area you know none of that reaches us over here or if it does it's very very little there was no rioting near our place there was no. uh, there was no protest I think there were like two or three protests and they were very Calm and, and and organized, and they handed out cupcakes. It, you know, it, it was just, it, it was one of those. Yeah. Like, we don't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't get to us that, that bad. You know, because we don't live in LA, but we do look at the news. We do see the smoke coming out of LA when they start burning shit down. You know, right? How do you feel about what's going on with the Floyd um, uh, incident and the the you know the, I, the whole I, thing? Uh, yeah, everything is going on. Well, you know, I, I think what's happened is um, because of the pandemic, I think it's put people under a lot of stress. Earlier you said that, you know, it kind of did it to you too, and it's done it to everybody. Uh, you know, I'm fortunate to have a big backyard, and of course, you know, I have my own bar, of course, you know, so you're always welcome to come here. And, and so, you know, it's You're nice. talking to me, right? <laughs> because yeah, absolutely. Some of these listeners will fucking show up. Really? Right? All right. Yeah. Well, bring them on. They'll show up. All right. Talking to me, yeah. right, fuckers? <laughs> you know, um, but I, I think it's it's put a lot of stress on everybody. And, and, you know, it doesn't matter how big or small your home is. I, I think everyone's feeling the stress because, you know, let's, let's uh, you know, if you really look through, you know, you, you analyze everything that's happening around us. I mean, you know, I want to say knock on wood, but, you know, I'm, I'm blessed that, I haven't been affected, you know, that severe. Um, other folks, you know, have lost their job. When you lose your job, you have no income. If your savings, you know, no savings, you're living, you know, paycheck to paycheck, you know, guess what? You can't pay your bills. It brings on more stress. Mm-hmm. Now you got your wife at home. Now you got your kids at home. And, you know, boy, it, it all piles, it piles up. And I think that a lot of that has 
a little bit to do with what happened with this whole, you know, situation with, uh, uh, you know, George Floyd. And uh, I know that this whole racist thing has been an issue for years and years and years, but I think it's, there's a little bit of tensions because of what's happened with the pandemic, people at home, stressing over work, you know, money. And then now this pops up and you have, you know, this white cop with a black individual pinned on the, on the floor. And, you know, this was, uh, in my opinion, completely out of the question. There was no need for that. Four cops, you know, the, the, this person was handcuffed. It was a matter of just putting him in the car, take him to the, to the station and, you know, do what you got to do. But mm-hmm. I think this was uh, a little way out of line, you know, mm-hmm. completely out of line. But I, I still don't understand why this becomes uh, a racial situation. I, I think that, you know, we need to really step back and look at the whole, you know, why is this racial? I mean, that could have been me, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it racial? I don't believe it's racial. I think it's just, you know, we're trying to see too much into it. And that, of course, triggered, you know, these this this. this the series of protesting and all these different states, you know, and cities and, you know, people really just out of line, not knowing how to protest and do, do the protest the way they should. You know? let, let me respond to that where you're, you're saying, is this racial? I don't think it's racial. I, I would agree with you, but there's one, one thing that happened that really pissed me off was, um, let me ask you a question. How often do you put your hands in your pocket? Rarity, right? Very rare. And we, it's, we, it's, we and were it's, taught never to put your hands in your yeah. pocket. Otherwise, and, and you're paying you, pocket pulls. You're right. <laughs> but when you do, is at times of ease. You know, you're you're not you're not in defense. You're not worried. Right. Your hands in your pocket. That that's like the the most vulnerable state you can be in. That's right. With your hands in your pocket, right? Yes. When they had their knee on George Floyd, the cop had one hand in his pocket. That's because he felt comfortable with what he was doing. It did not bother him. He was at ease. If he would have had the knee and he'd be looking around concerned, it would show fear for his life, and maybe we could explain why he did what he did. Right. But he had his hand in his pocket, and when I saw that, I go, man, that says a lot about who he is. It, it, that's yeah. that's why it bothered me, and it's like, man, how often does he put his knee on a black man's neck? That. He can put his hand in his pocket saying, I've done this many times before. I never got hurt. I'm good with it. That yes, That's what yes. really bothered me. So I, I disagree when he says it's a racial thing. I think, I think it is. I think it is, you know. And, you know, I mean, that's a good point. And, you know, I, I, I come, you know, come to think of it now, I did see that. <laughs> and I'm very, very, uh, I'm very, just very focused on detail and, and looking at things sometimes I see too much into things you know yeah and I drive my wife you know nuts and those people that know me very very close you know I see too much into things but I'll tell you okay so maybe it's you know this one individual but you know to to take it to the extent where you know we're taking down confederate statues and now you know Mississippi has to change you know their flag and I mean to me it's like people this is history what are we going to do go back and try to figure out why we bombed you know the, the you know why we we we, we bombed the you know Nagashima and Nagasaki. <coughs> yeah. i mean we're going to go back and undo that i mean we have to all come to reality and to, to some some point and you know that's 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 realistic and, and say to ourselves you know what happened years ago that's why it's called history 
and we should learn from that. Yes. You know, and <clears throat> study study it and try to learn something so that we can apply it in the future. But we, if we, not, you're we, doomed we, to repeat it. Exactly. It's the same, we, you know? Yeah. We we can't go and undo what's what's already happened. You know, and and I think that's where some of these folks are. Really need to stop and, and, and regroup and figure that out because you can't change you know what happened in World War Two you can't chap, you know hap, change what happened in the you know Vietnam War you know you, you can't ch- you can't undo those kind of things but you can learn from them yes you yes. know so I, I I I agree my my idea you know the, the way I think as well is I'm always thinking of uh, resolutions or way to fix things or or how can we resolve these issues right yes. My thing is, we're all humans. To know somebody is to love somebody. We just don't have enough black people living in the white community and vice versa. We need to start mixing people up so that that people get to know each other. So that my white kids, well, I'm, I'm Mexican, but my white kids play with your black kids, right? And they can, they can, they grow up together, and it's not a, it's not a big deal living right. with 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 different uh, races. Right. Your neighbors to your to your left are, well, he's let's see. Um, He's Vietnamese and she's Filipino. And to your to your right, they're hundred percent German from a little town in Germany. Yes, sir. I've I've partied you know. with both of them here. And it's <laughs> like a, it's, it's like a League of Nations when you're here. Exactly, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and to get them is to, <laughs> to love them, right? Exactly. That that's what we need more of. You know, yes. your 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 little block right here is a good example of that. Yeah. You know. So I, I think that's what we need more of in, in, in this place. We need to start fighting, start yes. mixing people up. And, and, you know, here's the other thing, too. I mean, I, you know, I was born in the States. But here's the funny thing is that I was born here while my mother and my father were vacationing. Oh, really? And we lived in Guadalajara, Jalisco. Perfect timing, with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, here's the thing. My father had his own business. He, he was a, uh, he had an automotive repair shop in Guadalajara. And my mother was a stay, stay home mom, and you know she was almost eight and a half months due with me, and she insisted to come out here. Long story short, they're touring. Uh, what is it, Man's Chinese Theater? Here comes you know the water break. Get a cab, closest hospital. Mm-hmm. So yours truly was born Hollywood Community Hospital, just like Bruce Lee. Right? There, there you go. Yeah. So you you would think that back then, you know insurance. What's insurance? No one needs, you know, a stinking insurance, sure, right? Yeah, yeah. My father had to pay cash, everything. But we went back to Guadalajara. And then when I was around six, seven, we decided to move to the States. And we've been here ever since. But my father and my grandfather always said, never use the color of your skin for your mistakes and your ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know, be wise when you say, oh, this was a racial act or this person was, you know, was racist. You know, I, I've I've lived moments, you know, of, uh, in my of, in my life, but you know, I, I I've learned from those, and mm. you know, there's things that you can do as a, as a person to adapt, and um, and don't don't dwell on them. You know, that's what I do, unless it's something that, you know, someone's right in your you know right in your face, and they're being very persistent about it. Yes, it's a yes, matter, you know, you know, but, yeah, I, I yeah. agree, and and you know, you're supposed to see everybody the same, you know, but. I, I believe that everybody's a little prejudiced, meaning, oh. meaning you prejudge somebody, right? Right. Let's say you and I are, 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 are sitting here. You're the, captain of a, you're the captain of the team. We're playing basketball. There's six black guys, six white guys. 
the six black guys are going to get picked before the six white guys do because we don't know them. You know, We don't know any of them, and we're going to be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm being prejudiced, so I'm, I'm playing the odds that, you know, these guys that's are right, going to win. Right. And, 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 you know, and, and I hate to say it, but every, everybody is. You see something, and you assume a whole lot, you know? That's right. You assume a whole lot, and that's why I think you need to get to know these people close and not just, just, just by sight because you react wrong. You just, all those prejudice ideas and everything the media pumps into you and music and everything else, that's the first thing you think about. But this kid's got Nikes, he looks like a cholo mexicano, and, and you're like, fuck this dude, but he ends up being the greatest guy in the world. But you don't give him the, the opportunity yeah, to ever man. show you that. Right. And when you don't, then he gets defensive, and I, I love that guy with all that, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, 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 and we gotta get that out of him. We gotta, gotta, you know, but sometimes you can't because it serves as the defense mechanism. Yeah. It helps you. It's part of your spidey sense. You know what I mean? Your spidey yeah. sense, orderly, be careful over there. <laughs> and I hate to say it, but sends you right, you know? Yeah. And, and, and let's face it, I mean, you know, it, it, we, I think everyone judge, judges the book by the cover, you know, and we don't really, um, really do, you know, take the time to, to analyze and study what's inside. Uh, I, I agree. I've made the mistake to say, oh, you know, I don't like that guy over there. And then later, you know, you start chit-chatting with that person and you find out you guys, you know, I have something in common with this person. Mm -hmm. I have more in common than I thought I did, you know. And all yeah. it took was just a couple minutes, you know, exchanging, you know, conversation, you know, small talk. And before you know it, he likes to drink beer like, you know, the way I do, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah. You know, one right after the other. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So you, you, you can't be doing that. You, you got to walk in with the... Uh, right. But it's hard to do, man. It's hard to do. I always, I always, I always say this because my wife taught me this. She goes, "This, this place, this planet of ours needs a little bit more love. We gotta treat everybody with freaking love. Not the same kind of love you have for like your son. You know what I mean? That's a different level of love. That entry level love. You know, treat up, treat everybody with love. You know, and let them lose that love from you. You know, let them. You know." Make you think twice, but I think yeah, you should treat everybody love. This planet yeah. needs a little bit more love, especially at this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, you know, I, I, I adding to that, I, I also believe that, you know, it, it is important to give people the opportunity, the benefit of the doubt, right? Mm -hmm. So, what I try to do is, you know, just like I met you. You know, yeah. we met at the stinking crawfish. We'd go in on Fridays. You know, hey, how are you? You were sitting there at the bar. Hey, you know, hey, how are you doing? Hey, nice to meet you. you know. Hold on, hold on. We go in on Fridays and we leave Saturday. We leave Saturday, <laughs> that's right. Because we're there past midnight. That's huh? right, yeah. Yeah, yeah the lights uh, turn off, what, at 11? Yeah, 11, 11 and they, they flash off, off and on trying to yeah. tell us to go. Yeah. And usually then, we get there uh, about 1230. We, 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 <laughs> on a regular that's night. That's right, that's right. You were saying? Well, Sorry. you know, again, I mean, it, it's, see, see, so just the way we met, I believe is the way that you you give people the opportunity, you know. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when you look at somebody, and and I try to be very careful not to not to you know prejudge people. You know, I I get to meet different people every day because that's the line of work that I'm in. And you know, fifty percent of, of of a sale is gaining their trust. Mm -hmm. And so you don't talk shop on the first call. You you talk about hey so what do you do and you know i kind of look around and see what's in their office if i see that there's uh you know there's a picture of this person with a big old tuna then i know he likes i'll talk about deep fishing if he if i see that he has a couple you know callaways sitting in the corner then i know he's a golfer right yeah, yeah if i yeah. see that he's wearing you know i don't know a uh 
Juventus shirt. Then I know he's a soccer player, you mm-hmm. know. So I try to look at that and then use that as a as a way to uh, maneuver you know, to try to maneuver, maneuver conversations with this yes, guy, yes. you know. But but you're right, you know. We should do a better job of giving people a little more um, opportunity and and have loving consideration. So I yes, agree with you. I think it's very important. Hey, what do you think about all the the police brutality? That's that's it's either we're seeing it more, it's being broadcasted more because, um, you know, we've had we've had a, a smartphones for the last say almost say ten years, so we're able to record a lot of this. You know, social media is giving us a, the opportunity to broadcast it, so you know you're able to see a cop beating up a Mexican from all over the world now. You know. <laughs> So, so one little uh, video, right? Is it happening more? Are we recording it more? <laughs> what, what do you think it you is? Know, <laughs> it's a great, it's a great question. And uh, the other day, I had this conversation with a real good friend of mine. I've always been against cell phones, always from day one. I, I always felt that once you have a device where anybody can call you, they can you know, bring up some kind of a piece of software, an app, right? And they know your location. So now they got a electronic dog tag on you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little too much like Big Brother, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, oh, we're putting cameras on your phone and we can and video capability. And when you videotape and you take a, a, a photo, it gives you the date, the time, the place. Come on, man, that's too much information. That's Big Brother shit, you know? I, 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 and uh, mm-hmm. so I, I don't... I'm not surprised, and, and, and sorry to interrupt you, but no, no, no. I, I'm not surprised that this is what the government wants. You see, the government, this is my belief, but yes, I, I yes. believe that the government wants to be closer to us. They want to monitor us. And eventually, I'll be surprised if that device doesn't become a chip that they stick somewhere you know, near your ear, mm-hmm. and now you're completely hands-free. But now you have, you're a chipped Mm-hmm. Individual, you're just like my dog here. You know, she's chipped. Yeah. She leaves. I can locate her. Right. Yeah, yeah. Same difference. So, with that said, what happens every time there's an accident? What happens when there's an incident? Someone raises their voice. I see this shit all the time. I went into Stater Brothers the other day, and I don't know. Somebody got into got into it over something. Right away, you see, three, four people with their phones in midair recording the event mm-hmm. and I, I i looked i said what a bunch of i, I mean i said some some shit there you know mm-hmm. like why do you do that and i think it's just the norm now you know to let me just record this and hopefully this will be a video that will make the 11 o'clock news mm-hmm. it'll go viral yes and that's what people that's what's that's what i think government wants you know mm-hmm. they don't know who you are but they want you to tell them what happened during that incident, you know, and, and I think it's it's good, but it also it's kind of bad because mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of a invasion of privacy there some in, somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, because some of these amendments that, that we supposedly, you know, we are entitled to mm-hmm. are not being well carried anymore. You, you know what? <laughs> I, 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 you I, know? I agree with you until the second that... You walk out of your house, and when you realize you don't have a cell phone, you run back and you get it and you take it with you. When you voluntarily took the cell phone with you, that's when 
that's when that argument loses, you know, doesn't doesn't yeah. hold water because right. you choose to. But at the same time, is is you kind of have to now. Would you be able to do business without a cell phone? No. Right. So no. you're kind of forced into it. I'm forced so it's a double right. double edged sword. You're like, I got, I, 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 helps you do business, helps you. I, I mean, cell phone, you're on it most of the day, right? Right. Doing business and whatnot. Yes. But you can, you got to, you have to do it. You have to do it, and it's, it's, it's a double edged sword. It's, it's it, a, there's no, there's no way around that. Th- there isn't, and you know, because of that, people that know you carry a cell phone. They're expecting you to, to answer their call at whatever time they mm-hmm. call you. Yeah. And then we, on the other hand, we're planting seeds out there trying to get these people to do business with us. So we're expecting that call too. You know, that could be a $100,000 mm-hmm. sales call, right? Or yeah. 50000 whatever, you know. So it could be a big opportunity and you're going to miss out. But, you know, I, I don't know where you draw the line because for me, I don't really do a lot of social. I don't do... First of all, zero social media. I don't mm-hmm. believe in that. I think it's just a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. I think it's stupid for somebody to be sending pictures and you know, telling people, I'm here doing this every two seconds. Living my best life. Right? Yes. Uh, yeah. And it's like, look at this, look at this, look at this, look what I'm doing, look, hurrah, look, I'm a great person, you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want to do that crap too, I can go do it, but I have better things to do with my time. And mm-hmm. I think that's where this whole social media becomes, you know, very, um, very congested because people now live their life doing just that, mm-hmm. you know, they don't focus on doing anything else. And, and I think that that's, um, that takes away from you taking a walk, you know, in the park, you don't really appreciate the park anymore. You don't appreciate mother nature cause you're too busy listening to music, mm-hmm. looking at your phone and you're not paying attention to what's around you. Yeah, yeah. It, then, it goes from it goes from socializing to social media, and social media you're sitting down doing it. You don't get yes. out there, and, and you you lose you lose that ability to be able to speak to people. Yes. You, you know what? Yes. Uh, uh, um, uh, ten years from now, I wonder how it's gonna affect. Like like, like let's let's say you Eduardo, uh, you grew up talking to actual people. Oh, yeah, right. The guy that's gonna take your job in twenty years from now. What kind of what kind of social skills is he gonna have? Because they grew up in this generation. Right. That's gonna be an awkward freaking meeting. You know what right. I mean? You you said I walk in, I look around, I look for golf clubs, I look for this, I look for the angles. I, I this, this is the business I mean, This is what I do. Right. This is me working. These kids don't know nothing like that. Right. Maybe I looked him up on social media and he had golf clubs on his picture. I, that, that's probably <laughs> right. the way they're going to do that it. That would be one way, right? Yeah. It's, it's, you wonder how that generation is going to be. Well, you know, you know, here's here's another thing that this, you know, we talked about, you know, we talked about the pandemic a few, few, few minutes ago. So look what it's done to my business. You know, I'm, I'm you know, again, you know, four days out of a seven-day work week, mm-hmm traveling yes so what that means is you know i go visit customers i have schedules to see them we talk about personal life we talk about you know upcoming projects then we go have dinner you know we socialize so the question now is hey i'm i'm limited to travel they're limited to travel and seeing clients or seeing Mm -hmm. vendors so now how do we do business so this whole virtual you know type of you know uh, t- 
technology mm-hmm. is what I'm using. Yeah. You know, within I think three or four weeks after the pandemic was announced, I had to find a way quickly to be able to reach out to these folks and do presentations and be able to you know speak about the products and things that we're doing mm-hmm. and so this is that this has opened a, a whole new avenue for me because you know now i'm noticing that i really don't have to be in front of that customer every single time yeah, yeah. i can just do this by you know scheduling a meeting for 30 minutes and do a face-to-face you know uh sales meeting or technical presentation whatever it might be and at the same time i can do a powerpoint presentation you can sit there and sketch you can do all sorts of stuff Mm -hmm. you just don't have that one-to-one in person you don't have that ability to go have lunch to go have dinner Mm -hmm. and 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 so this is this has really helped me but again it's technology that's been there Mm -hmm. but i believe if you use technology for the purpose that it's intended to Mm -hmm. it's great yes but when you use it for you know, just letting this thing consume your life, I, I think that it's taken away from things that are quality, you know, and, and I'm, I'm very fearful, fearful because I see my, my kids doing it, you know, sometimes I see my wife doing it, sometimes I see myself doing it, but, you know, I, I, I do have the limit. I think the only thing I do is text once in a while, but that's about it. Phone mm-hmm. calls, check emails. Mm-hmm. I don't send emails from my phone. And I don't do nothing with social media. So. Yeah, you you send us a couple of uh, pictures of martinis once in a while. Yeah, yeah. On Fridays. Yeah, yeah. I do that. Just that's, that's a little a teaser, you know. Yeah, but that's yeah. more like to get you guys. Hey, what are you guys doing? You know. <laughs> yeah, this this pandemic made a lot of people realize how many people could do their jobs from home. Oh yeah. Because a lot Absolutely. of people are staying home and they're doing their jobs. It was just big companies wanted to keep you at the office, wanted to keep you under their thumb, so they were like, nope, nobody can do it from home. Pandemic comes in, no problem. Work from home. We'll have your equipment shipped over there. Everybody's working from home. You know things are. You know this is not as smooth as they would be, but it's still they're still moving forward. Yes, they're still moving along. Yes. You know? So it, it it's opened up its eyes to a lot of stuff. A lot of celebrities. Who, who's a celebrity right now? There isn't any right now. There's nobody. There's, there, no one cares about them right now. No one cares about them. They're not the heroes. The, the nurses became the hero. The firefighters. Uh, first responders the the essential workers those are the people that really started shining during times like this yes all the celebrities that people would, would think they're it's my hero like <laughs> we don't, we, I, don't, I don't i don't need a bruce willis right now man. i need a fucking dr willis right that's now that's right you know? i need somebody to take care of me yeah yeah <laughs> i don't want to watch a movie i'm sick you know yeah yeah so it, it, it has uh shown us a lot of who we are and who everybody else is and and what their worth should be not what yes. that where we had them, you know. Well, you know, and, and it's and it's very true because a lot of these celebrities, it's funny, you know. My wife likes to watch these shows during the day, and the ones that I hate the most are the ones that are all full with Latinos because those guys, I mean, there's no, nothing's. I don't think it's it's well planned, you know. They just sit there and they interview anybody, mm-hmm. and the person that they're interviewing interviewing. Of course, they're using, you know, they're using virtual, you know, technology to do that. And that's how they, 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 they do, you know, they're, they're keeping their distance and everything else. Mm-hmm. But what they talk about, it's like, oh, I'm home. And what are you doing? Oh, I'm just dancing with my broom. You know, and I'm like, who is this person? You know, oh, some 
you know, some lady is trying to do a comeback, you know, from uh, 30 years ago. Is that Charro? Right. <laughs> yeah, like, is it? Is that uh, Dolly Parton? You know, yeah. it's like, holy smoke, what happened to the two islands in the stream? You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, you're wondering who the carcass is, you know, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, I don't think there's, there's anything well thought out right now on TV because of the situation. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and it's just ridiculous when you see some of the stupidity that these people talk about. Yeah, I, I watch a John Oliver on HBO, and he's got a half-hour show where he talks about current events once a week. And when he's on there, he's got an audience. He's got you know, he's got uh, people in the background, people laughing, studio audience, right? He started doing it from home with the white background, and I was like, wow, this show really lost a lot of its. It's, it's it's appeal to me yes because yes. it it lost everything that came with he was still there saying the same things but it was rough to watch it was really really rough to watch you had to kind of take it as the news as opposed to entertainment news you yeah, know? yeah yeah it was rough to watch but uh I, I'm, I'm a big fan of his so I, w- I would sit through it but yeah you are right you're like i can't believe this what what, right. what has happened the the morning news the the newscasters are doing it from home and a couple of times they're doing the the weather, and their kids are walking through the the, the screen as they're going to the, <laughs> yeah. the front door, go to school, and the girls are like, the they're right. walking by, and I'm like, that's classic right there. Right. But that's a sign of the times. That's what we're going through. You know, have you been on a conference call and your wife walks in? Hey. Well, here I'll, I'll share a quick story with you. Um, so I have my own office. I I, I mean, technically, I work from home. My yeah. office is is here, and. Um, the the company that I work for is, is located in in a little town in North Carolina, Wilson, North Carolina. So it's an all day adventure for me to get out there. By the time I get into this little town, Wilson, fly, then drive for an hour, I get there. I walk into my hotel at nine thirty local time p.m. Really? Because I lose three hours. Yes. So I, then I got to go to bed, and then I got to get up at four to be there at 4.30, quarter to five. I start my day really, very early. So, you know, <laughs> working from home has been something I've done, you know, for the last 21 years. And it does take a lot of self-discipline, but because of my office, I can close the door and tell my son and my wife, look, when the door's closed, works in session, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And now a lot more because of this, you know, I'm doing these these virtual meetings. Um, last Thursday, I did a virtual presentation for I had like 40 over 45 people mm-hmm. that attended this sales presentation. It went on for an hour. I had an hour. They gave me exactly an hour, and they wanted 15 minutes for questions. So, I figured I had to finish. So I finished like maybe in 55 minutes, and there was 45 plus people. Uh, uh, that attended and I did a PowerPoint presentation all in Spanish and these were folks from Santiago, Chile Mm -hmm. and from Lima, Peru. Okay. So it was like, wow, that was one of my biggest, you know, uh, virtual sessions that I've ever had and I said to myself, I did it all without having, you know, having to go anywhere. I did it in the comfort of my own home Mm -hmm. and my wife did come in to give me, you know, some uh, oatmeal and everything. I go, wait, no, 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 like that. (laughs) It was kind of funny, and I know everybody saw me because, you know, yeah. so it happens, you yeah, know, it does happen. It, it, it does, but but how many, how much more time are you working 
you get up here in the morning and you got a full day where you're yes. still traveling. And, right. And and if you get your job your job done correctly, man, more power to you. Yes. Yes. And and you know and oatmeal, and, and and oatmeal. Yeah. You know it, it it's something that I'm glad I'm glad this happened. I, I, in a way, you know, I think this pandemic again. It's it's. I'm not saying I'm glad because of the people that are infected and new cases that are you know rising and you know people that are, are dying because of it. I've had two close relatives already passed because of the coronavirus. Really? Yes. Uh, great uncle, great, great person, you know, uh, 74 years old. He had a pre-existing condition, diabetes, and within 15 days, you know, he came to Tijuana to look at some businesses of his, him and, and my aunt. They both um, were infected with the virus, and because of his condition, within 15 days, it just took his life. And, uh, you know, great man. I mean, I, I miss this person a lot. Um, very, very, it was very surprising when I heard this, and it really hit home. Um, another friend of mine, childhood friend of mine, his older brother, 61, pre-existing condition as well, uh, also in Tijuana, mm -hmm. and uh, he, he died at 61. Died within, I think it was seven hours of, of, of the virus. Pre-existing condition? Yes, and, and it, it was very severe for him, I guess, because he was a chronic smoker. Oh, yeah. And the way this virus works is it basically drowns you by flooding your lungs with fluid as mm -hmm. it's trying to, you know, your system's trying to fight off the virus, but it causes this, it triggers this, like, fluid-like um, stuff that gets into your lungs, and it basically, it just drowns you. So drowns that's why you, you, need, okay. you need this respirators and all that other stuff. So, you know, I mean... I, I, I say, you know, I think it's it's good that it happened in the sense of teaching families, you know, teaching like me, for example, you know, do I really need to leave for four days? Because mm -hmm. it's four days that I take out of my life yeah. that I, I'll never get back, you know, mm -hmm. and I just turned fi uh, 53. So it's not like I'm getting younger. And so every year that goes by, it's one year off my life. So if I can take some of that travel and put it into a virtual training session and stay home yeah now you know now now we're talking see now i'm 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 being productive but i'm also spending time at home eating the oatmeal and, and eating the oatmeal right <laughs> and 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 then you would have never known that unless this came about you know i would have never i had heard about it yeah. but you know what I said, ah, it's not for me. You know, I, I, I need to be in front of my. I need to be on the. I, 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 I agree. You're a <laughs> you're a performer. You're a, uh, a hands-on guy. I see the way you treat people. You're you're, you're very uh, passionate. You're very you you connect with people very well, and I can see how that that benefits your job, the sales, and everything else. I can see how that works. You know, but you that's why you're like I'm good. Let's keep traveling. But if this works too, and you get to spend more time at home. Yes. You know? Yes. I, you know. And, 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 and that's the thing, you know, um, I know that, and, and again, I know that we'll eventually go back to, you know, to a, a normal state in life, you know? I just don't know when. Mm -hmm. And with everything that's being said on the news right now, I mean, we're up, what, I think two days ago, uh, new cases were almost 7,900 new mm. cases just in L.A. County. Yes. You know, we're, we're 10 million just in L.A. County alone, like Southern California, and we're 40 million in the entire state. So, 
it doesn't seem like a lot, but it is a lot because where are we going to put all these folks that need attention? We have no hospital beds. Yes, sir. I, those those are the number. They are going up. But what what's going on is the numbers are going up with affected people because they're being tested, but there's not more people going into hospitals. And they were saying the reason why mm. the hospitals are not being overfilled is because the people who are getting them are young cats, young people, healthy people. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're noticing you're getting sick, but you never make it to the hospital. So, because it's the people who are going out to nightclubs, going out to the beach that are having a good time. They're the ones that are getting it because they're the ones getting out. Yeah, none, okay. of them, none of them make it to the hospital because they're still young. And, and they, that's what they were saying about the numbers. They're like, numbers you. went up, but no one's in the hospital. So, um, I think that's the way it's been since October. This has been around a long time, and nobody panicked until the media got involved. The media got involved and started scaring everybody. Toilet paper and water fucking went missing. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Good did, luck. Did you stock up a toilet paper and uh, water? No, I actually just kind of like came out here and put my butt in the pool and kind of <laughs> did it like a bidet style. Like a bidet style. J- jungle caveman style. Did you cozy? A lot of chlorine. Get the big deal. Yeah, I know. That was, uh, you know, that was a scary moment because never in my life, other than in a movie, uh-huh. you know, um, did I ever... Did I ever encounter something like that? All the shelves were just like yes. looted, you know? It was like there was nothing there. It's like everybody was just like crashing cars. You know, it's like, holy smoke. It's yeah. like, what the hell's going on here, you know? I, I heard, I, I've said this before on the podcast, but I heard, <laughs> I heard people say, they go, they go, hey, man, I always thought it was going to be zombies attacking us. I go, I go, I go, give it a minute. When they run out of makeup, the girls will look like zombies. <laughs> Yeah, there are some pretty ugly yeah, ones out yeah. there, aren't they? And, and, and you know, they're, they're like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that they did this with the markets and everything. The chicken sandwich from Popeyes should have been a good indicator of how we are, man. And we're fighting for a chicken fucking sandwich. We're gonna fucking be tearing up some water, some toilet paper, you know? Yeah. You, you saw how they went over the Popeyes sandwich, so you could expect that from us. Well, you know, the other thing that was interesting, and no one caught on to this. I, I think no one really caught on to it. Um, because the first day that this was announced, yeah. I happened to be in town. It was a week that I purposely planned to be here. Zero travel. And so, right when I leave the store, something went through my mind. I said, you know, protection. And <laughs> I'm driving by, and there's this sporting goods place here, like a hunting, fishing supply mm-hmm. in the strip mall. And sure enough... There was a line of people to get in this place. To buy? To buy either ammo or guns or something, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I I read an article that uh, some of these, you know, some of these Republican guys, you know, like myself, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they they said, hey, you know, uh, gun sales and, and ammo, you know. It, it peaked. Yes, yes. Everybody was buying guns. Everybody was applying for, you know, home protection because they're, they were afraid that some of these folks that are, uh, you know, unfortunate and don't have a place to live and food and this and that, mm-hmm. they were just going to kind of take advantage of the situation and maybe, you know, 12 of them, 13 of them would just kind of rush into your house and, yeah. you know, I, do whatever. I, you know? I, I agree. And I think the the... The reason that happened, because I went out and I 
I gained access to it. I'll put it that way. So I agree because it was two things that really scared me, that really kind of made me think, like, hey, man, this shit's just this real. I get up in the morning and go to work. I jump on the freeway and the fucking thing's empty. Yeah. I mean, that's... scary, empty, like, we can have a football game on the on this fucking freeway right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play, play those condidas right here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's yeah? Price. By the 710, orale. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> I looked and I go, that scared me. Going to the market, seeing the, the showers that were empty, yes. and looking around and being like, holy shit. And, and, and no one saying hello to you. Everybody was like... Just like they were all like looking at you, like if you were the zombie or something. You know? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Did I? Am I dressed up? You know, in a costume here or what? Exactly. You know? Everybody yeah. was scared of everybody, and you know, just waiting for something to kick off. You know. Right. Right. And, and those things, things scared me. And I go, you know what? These are the things that happen in movies right before the shit gets serious. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. Freeways are empty, and and I seen there was a lot of police officers that were not working. Covina police. I didn't see many of them. I so I saw a lot of people driving like maniacs, taking yes. red lights, and I'm like, "What? What's going on yes, here?" I saw that too. You saw that too. Yes. That that tripped me out. And when I saw that, I'm like, "I need a gun." Got a gun, and I tell my wife, I, "I go, you know what? If it gets bad, you know, and people are hungry, hungry people don't stay hungry. Everybody's gonna eat one way or another, you right, know. Right. You know. So we got a gun just in case it get to that point because." At the level it was going, it was going to end up there, you know? But it, that, that, that worried me. That worried me, the freeway. And, yes. and, and, then, and then we wanted to eat out. There was nowhere to eat out, man. There was like two places that were open, you know? And that, that kind of worried me también, you know? And, and, and you know, it, it, interesting, the fact that there was no... I mean, we, we were late. When we went to Sam's Club, uh. after we picked up Julian, this is right after they announced that all the schools were shutting down for, I think through spring break and they were going to resume right after spring break which they never did but we picked up Julian and we drove to Sam's Club and I have a picture I'll show it to you later but I, I kind of like laid back like I felt if I was like turning into like going into an attack or something you know yeah, yeah. next to the big cases of Corona and everything right because I was coming down with the coronavirus but you know I, and people were kind of looking at me when when he goes taking, taking the picture but I mean, it was interesting to see that the big Sam's Club mm-hmm. was out of shit. You know, I'm going, this is bad. Yeah. This is terrible. We are in a, a state of, you know, disaster here or something, you know. So yeah. you start you start worrying about that. But you know what? The thing that I worried about the most, the, wor- the thing that really hit home for the first time was, you know, what's going to happen here? What if, what if our economy shuts down? You know, no one buys no one buys products. It affects the economy. Yes. So once it affects the economy, it starts affecting all of us in yes. some sort of way, shape, or form. So I said to myself, you know, I'm glad that I'm I'm prepared for this because you know I've always prepared for the worst case scenario. You know, what happens if I fall and I can't walk anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going to happen? Um, what happens if I, you know, pass tomorrow or I, you know, something serious happens to me that keeps me from working again. Then what do I do? Mm-hmm. And you can't be prepared for everything, right? But yeah. you want to be somewhat prepared. But this here made me think, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I've always been conscientious of being good about, you know, having something tucked away because you never know. A you little scratch know. on the side, yeah, a little bit, you know, keep yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. And um, 
And it made me think, and you know what, I'll be very honest with you, but I'm still worried about the economy. I'm still worried about, you know, what's going what's gonna to happen between now and the end of the year because this, you know, this new spike in, in, in with, with these, with everybody getting infected, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, you hear all this news, right? So you don't know if, who's telling the truth anymore. You really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to, you know, uh, what is it, uh, 1070 radio when I'm in the car today. I had to go do a quick little job site, job walk and everything. And um, I was listening to 10, 1070, and that's all they talked about, mm-hmm. you know, the coronavirus and, and what's happened and what's happening now. And, and they have all these, you know, all these health experts, you know, that are from, you know, uh, John Hopkins and, you know, Harvard University. And yes. they're all giving their, you know, two cents worth on what they think, what they predict is going to happen in quarter four, quarter three, quarter four of this year with the pandemic and, 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 and new cases. And they're saying that most folks thought that because of the warm weather, this would, would make you know the virus go away or decrease, mm-hmm. right? Causing lesser cases. Well, it's not the case. You know, the case here is that we have more more people infected, whether they're young or old. You know, it's just mm-hmm. the, the numbers are going up. So, cold weather kicks in. It's the opposite. Now the virus can can really blossom you know blossom. Yeah. yeah. So, so so what is that going to do to? You know the the economy. I mean, right now, no one's traveling. No one's traveling. Look at the airlines. I mean, I just read an article. All these uh, health spas, you know, all these gyms and everything. uh, uh, Twenty was it? Twenty four hour fitness. They they had to apply for some you know assistance or something. Chapter eleven protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like bankruptcy, but not bankruptcy, I guess. You know, Mm -hmm. but the the point is, the point is, is that um, you know. It's affecting business, and if it affects business, it affects our economy. Mm-hmm. If it affects the economy, it's going to affect us in some sort of way, shape, or form. And that's, I think, the big concern that I have. You know, and and I still tell my wife, you know, I don't think this is over yet. I think we need to be very, very conservative. Mm-hmm. We need to be, you know, just just on the conservative side. Like, you know, we were supposed to go on vacation, no vacation. I mean, we're we're trim, we trim the fat big time, man. I, I agree. I, I, I say this almost every podcast. Right now is not the time to buy rims for your car. N- n- no. No I, rims. No. I'll be honest with you. I bought a new car, <laughs> and, and you're going to laugh at this, man. I'll tell the, you. The Cadillac, I'll say? Yeah. The, yeah. You like you see it? Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I, it was, uh, I've been wanting to buy me a new car, and it was just you know something that I wanted to do for myself as a little reward for things that, you know, little milestones that mm-hmm. I accomplished. But you know what, man, I'll be honest with you, it was the wrong time. And and not because, you know, I just, I'm just such a, you know, I like to plan things out. Yeah. And this one was, <laughs> was you know, unexpected. I, I never thought we would slip into a pandemic. Yeah. But, you know, the flip side of it is I was prepared for it and in a sense of not an issue, but... Mm. You know, but if I if I would have known, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, yeah. I would have just, you know what, my little F one fifty that's out there, fifteen years old. I put a new engine in it. No hey, problem. It runs. It's, it, 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 I ro- I drove it today to the job site. It's it's great. It's a great vehicle, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can't predict everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't you can't really say to yourself, well, you know what, I'm not going to spend anything because. I think I'm going to die, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, we're all going to die eventually. Yeah, it's yeah. a circle I, of life. You know what? Uh, <laughs> right now, I think 
nobody's talking about it or no one's mentioning the, the economy because everybody's still on that unemployment and they're getting that supplemental $600 on top of what they're normally getting. Yes. So yes. everybody's fine right now. But once that runs out yes, and there's no jobs to go to, that's when we're going to feel it. That's yes. when the economy's going to take a shit. Yes. So everybody's all fine and dandy right now, but I think the worst is yet to come, you know? Yes. If you're a young person, you didn't have to worry about the pandemic, but you got you to worry about the recession. Right. You know, and if, if you're out there buying rims and shit, spending your money on that, Right. And you don't got any money, any money left there, you know, right. for, for, you know, you gotta, you gotta have at least six months a year saved up, you know, to get you to the next job or, to, you know, to your next position. Right. You, you gotta have that. A lot of people don't understand that. Right. And just cause they made it to the pandemic. No, the worst is yet to come. And I'm thinking end the year, end the year. Once they start giving out that supplemental, um, supplemental, uh, unemployment check, that's when it's going to hit people hard, you know? And, 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 and this is the thing too, you know, that cause I sit here and I talk to different people, and some people might get offended because I say certain things, but, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be offensive to nobody. I mean, I, I really, truly believe that there's there's folks mm-hmm. that like to exploit the government, you mm-hmm. know, thinking that, well, the government owes, owes me because, you know, the government. Wait a minute. You know, first of all, we can only print so much money, mm-hmm. you know, but that money... At the end of the day, someone has to pay it back. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to come out of somewhere. So all this, all these relief checks that went out to people, I mean, I didn't get shit. I didn't get one, you know? Yeah, I so, know. I, I've seen your poo. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning it was for a certain uh, pay scale. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't get one. Thank you for reminding me, Eduardo. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get one. I didn't. <laughs> you, know, you know, but I wasn't upset. I mean, yeah. I said to myself, I thought it was a good thing. Because there are some hardworking people in our community, you know, in our society. You know, I feel really bad for those folks, and I know some, you know, that are hardworking people. They get up every morning. They put their best foot forward. Little education, big education. I mean, I didn't go to Harvard University or anything, you know, but, uh, you know, I have enough common sense. I got the drive to do what I got to do, and these folks, too. And stroke of luck, you know, again, you know, they, they, they didn't prepare or, you know, the situation, you know, some situation, you know, came up and now they're, you know, unemployed. Mm-hmm. Um, both the, the husband, you know, the wife, you know, they're, they're struggling to make their payments. The banks are only giving them, you know, what, 60 days, 90 days. They got expenditures here and there, they, you know, and, and so now the pressure is on, you know, and, and they can't find new work. Or, you, you know, or, you know, you know what, 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 I, I... This, this is this is my opinion on that. Right now, like I said, no one's talking about the, the depression or the recession coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the reason the reason is everybody's getting money. You know who's hurting right now? Who is who is in pain? But no one gives a fuck. Is the people who are working without social security? It's the people who were because they can't claim any money with the government. They don't have a security. You know, your gardeners, the construction people, they couldn't go to unemployment and get that unemployment check because they were working under the table. The, Very those, true. Those, those are the ones that are hurting. Everybody else is, is, is doing fine. Yes. Two, I think that the government gave out money to boost the economy to do it for them because $1,200 is not enough money for 
10% of the people who, who pays $1,200 rent. And if you do, I want to go live there, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Yeah, that, yeah. I want to go live right, wherever, right. yeah? Like that guy that says, hey, you have a quarter for something to eat? If you know where to get something to eat for a quarter, yeah, I'll yeah. go with you, man. Exactly, exactly. So $1,200 now, they just gave them the money so yeah. they could go out and spend it and put it right back into the economy to help boost the economy because it, it was dumping. Then when we do our taxes at the end of the year, we're gonna pay it right back. It's almost like a like a like a loan. Oh yeah, a loan yeah. on the. Uh, they're giving you your twenty twenty one taxes or twenty twenty. That, that's that's all. That's all it is. Right, right. Un- unemployment. What it is 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 they're saying okay, we usually give unemployment for a year. We're crunch it down to six months and give you twice as much. But now when you gotta be on unemployment longer, hey, we don't got that. You already spent it all in six months, and that's when the economy is. That's when right. shit's gonna hurt. So the people I feel bad for are. The guy selling the lotus, the anybody who, who and, yeah, 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 the, the, yeah, those people because they, they no one helped them out. There's no relief right. for them. You know, whenever I see them, not just because I'm fat, but I'll buy a lotus or two from yeah, the yeah. sucker. No, they're actually pretty. Good. <laughs> yeah, I, I I seen a video there was a yeah. a, 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 um, a man selling paletas, Mexicano, Tejana, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And he's going through an alley, and this Mexican guy goes, "Sabes que it's Father's Day. Goes, I'll buy the whole freaking thing from you." Got all his ice creams, gave them to all the neighborhood kids. Go, you go home and be with your family. That's what we need more. We need right, more people right. like that. We need more love like that, especially for the people who really need it. You know what right. I mean? You well, know? well, you know what? Here, here's the story. You just reminded go me of something it. I got to do today. So, you know, we, my wife, my family, I'm not, I'm not one to take vacation. I mean, me, a vacation is like this weekend. Yeah. It's uh, Saturday, Sunday. I got Friday and Monday off. That's a four-day weekend, man. Yeah. I'm good. I'm back. Yeah. That's a vacation. Yeah. No, my wife always said a vacation is when you leave your environment, your work environment. You disconnect. Mm-hmm. I never did it. Okay? But about five years ago, I started vacationing. And my wife got us on a cruise. We went on a seven-day cruise. And we hit three different ports of call. One of them was uh, Puerto Vallarta. And when you sit, you know, when, you know, when, the, when the ship docks, there's all these taxi drivers outside and they want to, you know, hey, what do you want me to take you? And mm-hmm. so typically what I like to do is say, look, man, I'll, 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 you know, take your services for the day and we want to go here, here, here. And, you know, at the end of the day, we'll just, you know, yeah. we'll just, you know, we'll just uh, use you the whole day, you know. So we met this young kid. His name's David. Really nice kid. Uh, the first year. And then the second year, we liked the cruise so much. We went again. We did mm-hmm. the same cruise. Well, on the second year, the next year, we um, we get off in Puerto Vallarta. We're getting off the ship. All of a sudden, there he is, and I recognize him. He didn't recognize me. I go, David, ¿cómo estás? You know? So then he's trying to, you know, he says, Señor, no, no, no me acuerdo. I don't remember, you know, this and that. And as we're driving, all of a sudden, it hit him. He goes, oh, I remember you now. You know, you got mm-hmm. all happy and everything. So the other day, so anyways, um, you know, uh, we became friends and gave me his information and everything. And uh, we always uh, text each other uh, through WhatsApp, you know, mm-hmm. and we haven't done cruises anymore, but it's been three years since we haven't gone down there. But once in a while, he sends me a little WhatsApp text, hey, como estas, this and that. The other day, he sent me one to say hello and to see how we were all doing. And this is before the pandemic. And then all of a sudden I said, you know, God, I wonder how this guy's doing, right? Well. A week ago, I get a text message from him, and he says, you know, he says, este, dice, dice, mi desesperación va a hacer que cometa un, una gran vergüenza. Uh-huh. Dice, pero 
quiero ver si usted me puede ayudar, mi gran amigo, con 20 o 30 dólares. 20 or 30 dólares. Mm. Earlier you said a quarter. What can you buy with that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So right now, what I did is I wrote to him and I said, look, man, no problem. I'll, I'll, I'll wire you some money, mm. you know? And I'm not, I'm not going to wire the guy 20, 30 bucks, you know? Yeah. I got to help this guy out. But, you know, he was smart enough to reach out mm -hmm. and, 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 and just say, hey, man, I need, you know, I need your help. You yeah. know, can, can, you, can you help me with this? But I'll pay you back, you mm -hmm. know? So you just reminded me of something that I, I got to go do uh, later tonight. And I just told him, I said, you know what? I've done this before. If you, if you give me your full name, I can just put that wire transfer at Walmart. And mm -hmm. you, just have, you just have to go to a Walmart near you. He says, well, I got one, you know, 15 minutes away. Mm -hmm. So I said, there you go. Perfect, you know. So there's one example, you know, of, of something that I want to do, you know, just like the, the person who, oh, yeah. you know, did I, all this, you know, with the ice cream. I, 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 exactly. You know what? Um, I, I always believed in, you know what? If we're both running up the hill and you trip, I'll pick you up and we'll continue. But I'm right. not going to carry you up the fucking hill. You right, know what I mean? right. If I saw you working and, and there's bad times, you can need some help. But you're, tra you're trying at least, you know. Right, right. Those are the ones you want to help, the ones that try. Because yes. there's so many people out there that do not try and their hands is always out. That's, 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 that's. And, and I could see why it affected him severely. You know, mm -hmm. he and his father have two taxis. And so he drives one and his father drives the other. And they focus 100% on the, the cruise ships that dock in Puerto Vallarta. So yeah. they focus on a lot of that. Tourism is 100% of their business. So imagine how many, how many real cruises are happening right now with this pandemic. I mean, that's yes. kind of down to zero, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the cruise ships so. got a really bad rap when this was happening and they left those people on the ship for oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. 70 days or something. Yes. And and, 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 I said, and I told my buddy, I go, you know what's wrong with that? And they're like, I don't know. He goes, well, you're supposed to be there for four days. On the fifth day, all the waiters aren't working no more. The cooks aren't working no more. They're just there like you are. You're not going to ask for room service. That doesn't exist anymore. You're going to have to <laughs> make your own bed. Freaking the pool's not gonna be a service. It's, right, the, it's right. they don't have no more luats on the ship no more, dude. It's Gilligan's <laughs> Island for everybody, and and they're like, fuck, <laughs> you're <laughs> right, you know. That's what it says. So Seventy days of, of just of what, you know, no one's washing your sheets, dude. They're staying dirty. Right. Yeah. Well, here's another situation. I, I have a, a, a colleague of mine that I was conversing with him the other day, and he works for the state. And after I shared my story with, with him about, you know, the, the two uh, close friends, you know, friend and, and, and family member that passed because of the COVID-19, he said, brother, wait till I tell you my story. Yeah, what happened? He says, man, it wasn't as bad as yours, but here's what happened. But I was saved. I'm glad I didn't go. He says, my brother-in-law and my sister wanted us to go on a... Uh, cruise 15-day cruise during uh, spring break mm -hmm. and we were going to do it and all of a sudden um, we decided we weren't going to do it they went they got stuck on the ship for 30 days oh man and then when finally the Coast Guard allowed the cruise ship the cruise ship to dock in San Francisco they were, they were all, hurt, you know, 
put on a bus, mm-hmm. and they were taken to one of the, uh, I think it was McAllen Air Force Base, mm-hmm. and they were kept there in quarantine for 20 days. Oh, man. So that's 20 plus, I mean, that's 50 days, man, that you're like, you're being, you're being told what to do. Told what know? to do, where to do it. And, yeah. Oh, man, that's. Yeah, they, they, he said that they were, um, they had to stay in their room, room service only. And the good thing was that they they had a room with a balcony, oh, which yeah. I can tell you from experience, man, you want on, on anything greater than longer than three days or two days, mm-hmm. you got to have a balcony. You, you just when you get that cabin fever. Oh, yeah, it doesn't feel good. You can't even sleep in there very well. You have to like I would get up at night and kind of like what the hell I had to see to kind of look out the, you know, out the balcony. And then I kind of go out there and it's a little patio. You kind of sit yeah. there. You you see the moon and the ocean and the breeze and. Once you get that, then you kind of fall asleep and you go back in, in, in into your room again, right? Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean it's I, I've done the three day or weekend uh, cruise where, with, where we have just no window, no nothing, mm-hmm. and it's it's not good. I'll yeah. never do that again. So it, imagine those folks. I mean, stuck for thirty days. That is terrible. Yeah, that <laughs> you know what? It, it, everybody's gonna have their story, you know. Mine might not be as bad as everybody else's. The, the bars are closed, and I don't know how to make a martini. I was going fucking crazy. And you got these people locked in here. And um, uh, You know what? Um, let me ask you this. I heard uh, uh, another podcast talk about this. This earth, we're treated, we treat it like shit. We dump shit. We, we, we do this. We're unbalancing the... We're balancing this planet. Everything. Do you think it's the Earth saying "fuck you guys"? Uh, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of you know I'm gonna get rid of you know because there there had to have been some change to have altered the regular flu or the regular Corona to turn into Corona nineteen. What was that change? Was it us treating the Earth so fucked up that the Earth says, "All right, let's 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 this 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 change this climate or let's change this." enough to alter this flu and start freaking killing a lot of people here you know what i mean you think it's the earth fucking sacudiendo say right now because of how we're treating everybody in the everybody poking them in the rear end um well here i'll tell you from my line of work so what we do we sell equipment to contain and control gasoline vapor Uh so when you're refueling your car that little boot that you see around the nozzle and the spout yeah what it does it draws back the gasoline vapor and puts it back into the underground storage tank as you fill your car with with gasoline, so if it's if it's released into the atmosphere, it becomes a um, it becomes a contaminant, and it carries certain carcinogens that are really bad for your health. Mm-hmm. Benzene is one of those, mm. and so in California, and we're blessed to have the state. Aside from having a bunch of liberals and everything else, don't get me started there. But that's <laughs> no, okay. I like. Liberals too. I get along with them. They're good, uh, good drinkers. Um, but anyways, uh, the the thing about this whole state of ours is that we're highly, highly regulated. Yeah. And because of these regulations that are in place, we benefit from that. And 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 recovering gasoline vapor at service stations is is a must. Mm-hmm. Just like you have a catalyst, and your vehicle is clean burning after burning that exhaust right so we have better uh more efficient green vehicles on the road compared to an electric car so the 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 whole thing with the environment 
I believe, yes, I believe that the environment is taking severe hits in many ways, shapes, or form. And it's not just our, it's not just the U.S. I mean, there's other countries that, oh, I mean, yes. flat out, 100% pollutants goes, oh, they, yes. they go right in, right into the rivers, streams, aquifers, everything. I, I agree, yes. So one of the things that I believe is happening, just like you and everybody else, is that the we're, we're cleansing the environment. I mean, the fact that we have fewer cars in the road, we have um, fewer planes, you know, traveling and, and travel. You know, let's say it's anything that's an internal combustion type machine, we're minimizing that. And so that's helping the environment to recover itself. But, you know, I'm going to get a little religious on you. Okay? Go for it, go I'm, for it. I'm, I'm, I'm Catholic and, and I'm a true, true believer in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't carry the Bible. I don't try to preach to anybody. Mm-hmm. I just do it to myself. Mm-hmm. If someone asks me for advice, you know, I was told many years ago by this great, great uh, friend of mine who is very spiritual, very Catholic oriented. Same thing. He always said, never preach to nobody unless they ask you for, you know, hey, help me with this. Their advice. Their advice. But be very careful the advice you give because you could, you could destroy a family or kill a family. That's what he said to me. So, meaning that, be very careful with the advice that you give. Be very careful. Don't just give advice because you think it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that this is an act of God. I mm-hmm. truly, sincerely believe that our Lord Jesus Christ is saying, enough of this shit. Mm-hmm. Enough of this divorce. Enough of, you know, we hating our kids. Enough of, you know, you hating your spouse you can't get along with them oh you know what i come home but i sit in my backyard because i don't like to sit inside because i hate my wife Mm -hmm. you know this is is going to teach all of us Mm -hmm. okay to get along and to appreciate each other and to love each other the way it should and you know there's families and i know this for a fact because i have customers that do this i mean they have other women on the side. Yes, yes. And they use the opportunity to travel to be with these other people, yes, you know? Yes, yes. And it's interesting because my wife travels with me time to time. You know, my wife has been a stay-at-home mom for two years. My son, Julian, wasn't doing very well in school. We were having a lot of difficulties with him. And so it had to be one or the other. And uh, it just turned out that way, mm-hmm. okay? And once again, I think that, you know, God is always looking out for us. And mm-hmm. You know, she's here, and she's been, you know, really helping him, you know, become a better person. And, and I, we've seen the difference, you know. Mm-hmm. But now this happened, and it said to me, it's like, boy, you know, it's like, he's trying to tell me, hey, man, you're not getting any younger. You know, you should stick around more mm-hmm. and appreciate your home and jump in that pool a little more, you know. Because mm-hmm. when you really think about the things you have and how often you use them, mm-hmm. you'll find that you only use stuff, at least for me, Two percent of the time, maybe five percent, if mm-hmm. I really put my best effort, right? But if I'm traveling, I mean, I lose the opportunity to be at home in the evening because I'm somewhere stuck in a hotel or in another city. Mm. So I, I truly believe my belief is this is our Lord, you know, saying, "Cut it out, wake there, up." You there's, know what? there's another way. Yes, there's another way, and it's not, you know, it's not something that I want you to procrastinate about. I don't want you to think about it. Oh, I'm going to be spending more time with my family on vacation. No, screw that shit. You're going to do it now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you why you're going to do it now. And 
here, here we are. Right. And, and so I, I truly believe that because of that, everything is falling into place. Mm-hmm. You know, our environment is getting better. Um, you know, we're, you know, I mean, these protests, for example, is another way. I mean, I, I don't look at the people that were causing riffraff as people that were participating in the right way, but mm-hmm. the people that did go there and, and, and were marching and protesting for whatever they believed in. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw many, many, um, myth, I'm just going to say different colors of people, mm-hmm. right? Because yes. I'm brown. Yeah. I'm going to go back to that. I'm yeah. brown and I'm damn proud of it. Yes, sir. And, uh, and I think this was the first time that I saw so many people marching together and fighting for a cause whether mm-hmm. it's right or wrong but they they carry that cause out right mm-hmm. so i think that again this is all in my belief it's 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 our lord jesus christ saying cut you know, it out already cut yeah. it out and i'm going to show you why and i'm not giving anybody yeah. uh, the option you know what what you're saying is kind of kind of um, relates to what i said earlier everybody's staying home and still doing their job. You're staying with your family, you're still doing your job. So it made everybody realize, I can still stay home and do the job, you know? So right. it, it, it did that. It did yes. that. Yes. It, 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 you guys were forced to, so that you know that, so your employer knows that, but now you that you know it, you both know it, and you can say, hey man, I've done it before, I can stay home. So, you, yeah, yeah, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying. That, 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 that's, that's a good point, and... Um, Eduardo, I want to thank you for uh, joining me and uh, giving me all your, uh, your wisdom and advice and uh, crazy <laughs> stories. And uh, any shout-outs you want to give out? Any, any say hi uh, to anybody? You know what? I just want to, well, first of all, I do apologize. Uh, and, and I wish Frankie was here, too. I think he's a great guy. And um, Frankie, mucho ánimo, carnal. All right, um, great guy. Uh, I know he's a dear friend of yours, and I know that we talked about doing this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. Over a year, yes, because yes. my surgery was in it was April of last year on the 16th, right after tax day. I remember yeah. very well. Very painful, um, and uh, and I just couldn't do anything. And so um, I'm glad that you you called me today and yeah. said, Hey, what are you doing? You know, and uh, I was driving, and I said, Hey, hold on, let me just. No problem, you know, sounds good. But uh, thank you for, you know, for you making time to have me on, on, on the podcast. I think this is great. And, um, you know, um, I just want to say that, you know, and, and all the listeners here that I think we should all, you know, take advantage of, of this moment and think a little more before we react with our families because I'm learning myself that there's a lot of things I was doing wrong and not that I was a total menace or anything, you know, I think I've always been good with my family, but I think this time being home has really made me reflect and look at things a little different, mm-hmm. you know? And now I tell my wife every day how much I love her. Mm-hmm. And she appreciates that, Yeah. you know? I tell my son, even though he sits in that room playing games all day, but I tell the guy, you know, we're gonna get through this. So. Um, I just want to, you know, pass that on to everybody. You know, take take a moment to reflect and and uh, reach out to your family and make the best of this. And uh, you know, don't let don't let this uh, bring you down because uh, it's all going to get better. All right. All right. But all right. thank you so much. Yeah. And, no. Uh, so thank I you. Thank you, Eduardo. Up. And uh, hopefully we get uh, Frank back uh, next week. 
And uh, I don't got any shout-outs, but like I always end uh, my episodes, uh, don't forget to spay and neuter the lazy. Talk to you guys later.